Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading App. Today is October 22nd, and we are here in the Bible Reading Plan, starting a brand new book today as we jump into the book of 1 Thessalonians. So follow along if you can. I'll be reading out of the New International Version, or let me just read this over you, and in the end, I'll give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So here we go, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Paul, Silas, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia, The Lord's message rang out from you not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it. For they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. You know, brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not without results. We had previously suffered and been treated outrageously in Philippi, as you know, but with the help of our God, we dared to tell you the gospel in the face of strong opposition. For the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. On the contrary, We speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people, but God, who tests our hearts. You know we never used flattery, nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. We were not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else, even though as apostles of Christ, we could have asserted our authority. Instead, we were like young children among you. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Surely you remember, brothers and sisters, our toil and hardship. We worked night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preached the gospel of God to you. You are witnesses, and so is God of how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God, who calls you into his kingdom in glory. And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as a human word, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. For you, brothers and sisters, 
became imitators of God's church in Judea, which are in Christ Jesus. You suffered from your own people the same things those churches suffered from the Jews who killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets and also drove us out. They displease God and are hostile to everyone in their effort to keep us from speaking to the Gentiles so that they may be saved. In this way, they always heap up their sins to the limit. The wrath of God has come upon them at last. But brothers and sisters, when we were orphaned by being separated from you for a short time, in person, not in thought, out of our intense longing, we made every effort to see you, for we wanted to come to you. Certainly, I, Paul, did again and again, but Satan blocked our way. For what is our hope? our joy, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of the Lord Jesus when he comes. Is it not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 So, when we could stand it no longer, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. We sent Timothy, who is our brother and co-worker in God's service, in spreading the gospel of Christ to strengthen and encourage you in your faith, so that no one would be unsettled by these trials. For you know quite well that we are destined for them. In fact, when we were with you, we kept telling you that we would be persecuted, and it turned out that way, as you well know. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith." I was afraid that in some way the tempter had tempted you and that our labors might have been in vain. But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and love. He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us and that you long to see us just as we also long to see you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. For now, we really live, since you are standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day, we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now, may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. This concludes the reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So, Paul is writing this letter to the people of Thessalonica. Now, he was there previously, which we read in the book of Acts, and he was preaching the gospel, and he was having many converts. There was Jewish people following, but then also Gentiles in this Greek culture were turning away from their false gods and were following along with the other Jews in the practices of worshiping God. Now, the problem is there were so many people that were converting that it was creating a fuss. And then eventually, Paul is run out of town. And now, as he writes this letter, he longs to be back with them. But there's good news. Not only did they stay strong, they continue to thrive and do really well as people of God. This makes Paul so satisfied. In fact, he says things like, 
chapter 2, verse 20, he says, Indeed, you are our glory and joy. What he's talking about here is the fact that even though Paul and Silas were run out of the city, the people are still strong in their pursuit of God. And this makes it so worth it. So it's their joy. It's their blessing and satisfaction that though their life was in danger and they had to flee, it was worth it because now there is a group of believers who are meeting together and are thriving. That's pure determination towards the goal. Paul was so focused on the fact that his job was to help other people know the love of Jesus that even though he was run out of the city and even though he longed to be with them again, he would still find joy simply in the fact that the Thessalonian people are keeping the faith and growing. When was the last time you were so passionate about helping somebody know Jesus that nothing else mattered? That's what Paul is talking about here. He finds joy simply in knowing that they're still pursuing God. Not only that, have you realized how many letters he starts by saying that these people are in his prayers all the time? Paul was a man who wanted to see people grow and know God at a deeper level. He had a deep passion to know God, and he wanted to model that for all people around him. So he pursued God and encouraged everybody else to do the same thing as well. It is God's heart that all people come to know him. He doesn't want anyone to perish, and he has given us the task of helping people know him. He's relying on you and I, those that know the Lord and understand his will. He's looking for us to go and share the gospel with all people. So I pray that God would break my heart for the people around me and that he would break your heart as well so that you could not sleep without thinking about those that are lost, that you would wake up every day and pray for someone and long to be with them to share the gospel with them. That's what it takes to help the world know who God is. And that's what God's heart is, that no one should perish, but all should know him. So take some time and ask God to show you the people that he's placing in your path for you to share the gospel with. And then ask for the Holy Spirit to empower you and embolden you so that you would tell all people around you about the love of our Savior. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless.